right. Trade waiters. Okay. Recording. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're we're back. We're back. Welcome to the Trade Waiters. Today's episode, uh, what is today's episode, Jess? It's I Killed Adolf Hitler by Jason, which in my opinion is not really about killing Adolf Hitler. (laughs) And it's also not by someone named Jason. So the theme (laughs) of the episode is being misled. (laughs) Wait, so who made this comic then? So, Jason, which is a nom de plume, is John Arne uh, Seyteroy. He was born in 1965, and he's a Norwegian cartoonist known for his subtle, clear-lined style, minimal dialogue, and anthropomorphic characters. So he's been recognized. He's gotten a lot of awards. He's got Ignatz Awards, Eisner Awards. He was praised in Time. He won the Harvey Award. So he's fairly well known, but I'm not sure how many people that I know have read him. I hope many people are familiar with his work here. But I've been a big fan for a long time. And so the book itself is um, from a Goodreads summary. It's about this violent world where uh, contract killers can be hired to rub out pests, be they dysfunctional relatives, abusive coworkers, loud neighbors, or just annoyances in general. Um, as you might imagine, their services are in heavy demand. One such killer is given the unique job of traveling back in time to kill Adolf Hitler in 1939, but things go spectacularly wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a spot on summary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah. so I have a I have a character revealing question. Ah. Um, but because this book. Despite the title, that isn't really the focus of the story, in my opinion. My my question is um, maybe a bit surprising, and it is, what is something truly worth waiting for? Hmm. Ooh. Yeah. And that will, the reason I asked that will be revealed later on when we talk about the plot of this comic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I have an answer. All right. <laughs> I'm going to, this is, it's not an exciting answer, but I'm going to say. Who are you? Oh, uh, I'm Jonathan, and I'm going to say that a thing worth waiting for is finishing a book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have done a lot of waiting to get books finished, and I'm glad that I waited. Well, I say waited, I mean worked on them, but uh, it feels like waiting because it takes so long. But uh, I am glad that I finished books. It's worth it. Yeah. Uh, my name is Jam, and I'm going to say something that's worth waiting for is uh, a friend from far away. So I've done a lot of instances where I've welcomed friends from afar, and I've gone to visit friends, and I think that that journey of seeing them in person is just so worthwhile, and it's it's worth waiting for. Ooh. Oh, man. Well, I don't know. I, I can't think of anything better than my initial really saccharine kind of answer, which is uh, that true love is worth waiting for. I'm so glad someone said that. <laughs> <laughs> and who are you? Oh, and I'm I'm Jeff Ellis, obviously, by that answer. Um, <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I'm Jeff Ellis. And uh, in all seriousness, though, I, I do think that I've known many people in my life who 
they feel like they need to have a partner and they run out and they just grab the first available person and then five years later they're like i'm stuck in this really unhappy situation and it's like because you couldn't wait just just sit back just chill out wait for it something better will come don't force it you know yeah Words of wisdom. (laughs) That kind of connects to the story too, like waiting for true love. Mm. I think at least it's it's kind of like an inscrutable comic. Mm. Um, So I'm Jess, and I'm kind of surprised no one said a trade for their answer. What's waiting for a trade? That would have been so. That is the best answer. Oh man! I was like, I was like, is anyone going to say it? You know why? It's because Kathleen's not here. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, she's the master of puns. Yeah, she is the the pun master. (laughs) I don't know if I'm allowed to share this with the world, but at one point she did have a pun blog. I I think you don't get to run a pun blog and not have that come back to haunt you. (laughs) Don't look for it. It's defunct. You won't find it. But there was a pun blog. That's good. That's good. So good. Oh, man. Um, I think my answer, though, real quick, would be uh, for somebody who's writing a story, waiting for a really good idea. That would be mine that I was thinking about. You know, actually, you know, related to that, from all my time teaching comic students, I think too many people are waiting to be the perfect artist and not just making their comics. So that's something to not wait for. Yeah. yeah. Don't wait for that. <laughs> yeah. That'll be next episode's yeah. character reeling question. Yeah, there we go. Well, yeah, that's great. For Castle Waiting. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> oh! Oh, that, Please accept that as my submission to be a contributor to the pun blog. Nice. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> okay. Tell us about this book. Yeah. Well, I was I really want to hear what everyone else thinks. This is my second time reading it. I've always found it inscrutable. Despite the title, basically, uh, killing Hitler isn't really what the book's about. I think time travel, which is a part of the story, it's featured for maybe four pages in total. And of those four pages, only like half of the panels, like it's almost like thrown away. Like it's like there's very little focus on the time travel. It's not very dramatic. It's for, like, one little panel on this spread. And then the story just kind of uh, goes off the rails because when this assassin finds Hitler, Hitler promptly escapes, stranding the assassin in 1939. Hitler comes to the present time, just disappears. Uh, The assassin waits, like, 50 years in 1939 till I guess, when would that be? I'm terrible at math. 89? Yeah. Yeah. So he just sits. He just waits for fifty years. Uh, meets up with his ex girlfriend. So now he's a very old man. His girlfriend's probably in her twenties. They reconnect. Uh, try to find Hitler. Don't find him. <laughs> well, you're you're missing a part though. Oh yeah. Because he he waits forty years so he can show. Because Hitler knocks him out and steals the time machine back. Yeah. And so he waits fifty years. To arrive at the exact same moment Hitler comes back so he can shoot Hitler, what he forgot was that Hitler keeps a copy of Mein Kampf close to his heart, <laughs> and that is what how Hitler escapes. So he yeah. thought he'd killed Hitler for real that time, um, but then Hitler did actually escape. Again. Yeah, again. Yeah. And then he shaves his mustache and no one can find him. And his hair. And I think he's, he's just never featured in the comic again. Yeah. Like, there's this... Uh, it's it's very, very dry, like, very dark comedy. And I think, um, yeah, so the girlfriend says, 
All right, maybe I can help you. It shouldn't be that hard to find Hitler. I mean, everyone knows what he looks like. And then the next four panels are Hitler shaving his mustache and head, and you just can't recognize him at all? So, funny anecdote. During World War II, there was actually artists who were commissioned to draw portraits of Hitler in these various hypothetical disguises in case this scenario ever came. Maybe not this exact scenario, but in case Hitler tried to escape. Wow. Wow. That's that's fascinating. That's really relevant. Yeah. So I, I guess my question, my, one of my first questions was just going to be initial impressions of the book. But I feel like we're leading to a question of like, what what is this about? It, I don't think this is about Hitler or killing Hitler or assassination. No, I don't think um, it's about that at all. It, it's so what about, is this about? Right? I, I think it's a book about a relationship, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and about like being able to accept your partner as they are, hmm. I think is kind of what I took away from this hmm. work. But in terms of initial impressions, uh, I came to this work pretty skeptical to start Mm -hmm. because I'd actually read uh, some of Jason's work before. I'd read The Werewolves of Montpellier, I think. Okay. And I remember really not liking it. Like, it just Mm. didn't didn't connect with me. Uh, And yet this book, even though it's had the same kind of deadpan style and it took me a while to get into it, I will say that the twist totally redeemed it for me and I, I really enjoyed the book overall. Yeah. So yeah. that's my initial takeaway. I'm glad cool. you liked it. Yeah, because yeah. it's uh, it sets up it sets up so many expectations and then kind of flips them. Um, and I actually was originally not gonna ever read this book because of the title. I, mm. It's not really a genre I'm interested in, and I thought it was gonna be like because it's such a genre thing. It's such a classic thing. Like you make a time machine and you go back in time and you kill Hitler. Like it's like <laughs> a joke, basically. Yeah. Right. And so I assume I had um, kind of unfairly assumed. Or maybe fairly assumed that it was just going to be that, and it's not at all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah like, no, I, I would say that it definitely is not a book you should judge by its title slash cover. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, Like as yeah. as someone who is a fan of time travel stories, um, there are lots of time travel stories that I don't like because I don't think they're very well put together. And usually, the go back in time and kill Hitler stories are prominent in that category because <laughs> you don't learn anything as a reader by discussing the moral question of whether or not it's right to kill Hitler, like go back in time and kill Hitler. Like, that's not something you can do. So you don't, like, I'm not sure it's something that's worth writing a book about because Mm. you don't, you don't come out of that process any smarter or with any advice for what to do in your own life. Mm. Uh, So I really like that this book is not about the moral question of whether it's right to go back in time and kill Hitler. Yeah, it's about other things entirely, and that's just sort of the setup. Yeah. Yeah. I um, I really enjoyed this, too. I actually, I think, before we started recording, I mentioned that I had been at one of the conventions where Jason first debuted in North America, and I picked up uh, Hey, Wait, and Shh, his all-silent comic, uh, and I went on to read uh, Tell Me Something as well, and I really like Jason's work. Uh, I think I like it because of its deadpan style and its black humor. And man, like it, it, I mean, this one is like got some darkness, but I think uh, some of his other work gets really, really dark. And I think it's almost like the simplistic uh, anthropomorphic characters are like what get you through. Like if he did like a gritty realistic style and wrote this way, I think it would just be too overwhelming. So it's like these lighthearted, whimsical animal characters are what make it, it, they're like the sugar coating on like the poison pill (laughs) that is his storytelling. (laughs) 
but uh, yeah, I mean, I I really in a very short amount of panels, he paints this really bleak picture of this horrible world where you can just hire someone to kill anybody, and there's like seemingly no consequence. Yeah, like yeah. it's just a thing you can do, and it's fine. And the reasons are and, so petty. Well, and that's the thing. Like, the, the whole <laughs> montage of, like, people explaining why they want these people killed are just so horrible. And just also, like, even the little background things. Like, at one point, he's walking home, and this woman just gets gunned down behind him. And he just kind of looks, and this guy shoots her in the head and, like, walks away. And he's just like, eh, Tuesday, I guess. And, like, <laughs> and you're like, what a horrible world. Like, life has no value. Like everyone's disposable and yeah it's such a bleak picture of the world that gets painted here at the beginning yeah and it's funny that even in this world someone be would be motivated to go back and kill hitler because it seems like this is already a pretty rough place to be and it's Mm. like who is responsible for this contract killing situation yeah maybe go back and kill that guy yeah 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 yeah. I, i have to confess i didn't get the premise of the world until i read the back cover like after reading the book, I like I got the bleakness and like the sort of arbitrary lifestyle that this guy was leading. I assumed it was just him. I didn't understand why there were so many random murders in the background. Um, so I don't know what I missed, but it, it, I agree. I don't think it's very well explained. Where yeah. I thought it was just uh, like I thought the main character are they ever named? I thought the no. main characters profession was as uh, secret as it would be in our world and this was perhaps just a world with a lot of instability and violence which to me explained why this contract killer could get away with so many murders because I think usually a contract killer has to be quite a bit more selective because of the inherent risk Mm. and uh, the number of people looking for uh, murderers yeah 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 (laughs) but I mean like yeah then it, it I think by the end of the story, you see how commonplace it is because, I mean, that's a, almost a, a plot point because, you know, at one point he visits his ex. So someone tries to kill him. So he immediately goes to his ex-girlfriend and is like, hey, why did you try to get me killed? And she's like, why do you assume I'd try to get you killed? Like, well, you are my ex-girlfriend, you know. And then, then he gets embroiled in this whole Hitler plot. And then while they're trying to find Hitler... Someone else has hired some other assassin, and that assassination attempt is totally botched, and the main character gets killed in the ensuing chaos, and so then his girlfriend, or ex-girlfriend, she goes in the time machine, so that and she waits 50 years, just so that she can actually kill Hitler, and... Uh, save him from that fate and then they end up going down like a different track and at that point they're both now 50 years older than they should be um, which is I don't know it's kind of like this beautiful ending where like yeah. suddenly like they've gone through all this turmoil and they were like they hated each other I guess at some point and now it's like they're kind of they're bonded and they're close and now they're both like elderly and they're able to just sort of enjoy their remaining years together and it's sort of like this sort of bittersweet ending yeah i i agree with that like that's the the ending that to me really saved the whole work Mm. where i thought it was a twist that i didn't see coming this whole setup where you have to wait 50 years in order to travel back in time is very perfectly reused and like uh put back into the solution 
Yeah. Uh, and it, it to me, it's a story about regret and it's a story about what might have been. Uh, and there is a, a very bittersweet aspect to that outcome because now they've both missed on a whole life with each other. Yeah. And even though they can be together in the end, they can only imagine what might have been if they had just stayed together in the first place and not taken this contract, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really funny, too, because um, apparent. I think what happens is there's kind of an alternate timeline situation, right? Yeah. Because Hitler functionally kind of dies because he disappears into the present. Mm-hmm. Oops, sorry, I almost dropped the book here. <laughs> um, and yet there's still a world of everyone killing each other. And I think the girlfriend says, like, oh, you think the world would be a better place? But but uh, no, it's, it's not. Um, and then another thing about the girlfriend that's, like, part of the whole misleading component is that it's called I Killed Adolf Hitler. You have the main assassin character on the cover but it's actually her who kills Hitler <laughs> so just like the whole cover is completely yeah. misleading full of lies yeah, yeah. and I really <laughs> liked that the girlfriend character had so much agency and role in the, yeah. the work like it ended up bringing a lot of depth to her character despite not being the, mm-hmm. the titular I guess if you want to say yeah. the titular eye of the yeah. title but I mean I, in a lot of ways this is like a weird this is a weird work in that I would say like you kind of bounces around where you're not quite sure like, yes, you sort of are introduced to this guy who's the assassin, but I don't know, like, you, you sort of drift a little bit, and you're like, is this about the scientist? Is this about the girlfriend? Is this about Hitler? <laughs> like, I, 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 maybe just partly from my familiarity with his other works, like, I wouldn't have been surprised if just suddenly someone else, like, walked past the camera and we just started following them. Um, so I never got or too... Or any of the assassination targets. Yeah, like, I never got too hooked on any one character because I was just expecting like I don't know maybe there's like honestly when like Hitler shaved off his mustache and hair I'm like I guess we'll now see like the adventures of Hitler in the present (laughs) or something which though I think like this Hitler was like he did the smart thing which is like he's like I better hide and like not let anyone recognize me (laughs) yeah I'm not sure that I give Hitler credit enough to be that smart (laughs) but we don't know it's not explored at (laughs) all which is probably for the best because that would not be as interesting a story that's not what this story is yeah Yeah, Mm -hmm. I would agree (laughs) alright we are basically out of time they're gonna kick us out the door we got five minutes I know any final thoughts? Uh, worth picking up. It's pretty affordable and uh, easy to access uh, on Comixology. Uh, and it's a quick read, and I think it's it's definitely worthwhile. Yeah, it's like 48 pages. So, mm. I mean, it's a nice quick read. Uh, something you could even read on your, your like bus commute. And I, I, I highly actually recommend uh, all of Jason's work. So. Mm-hmm. I know it didn't quite resonate with you, but yeah. I would... I would actually say if you're if you liked this story maybe explore some of his other works yeah this this work convinced me to give uh jason's work more scrutiny i would say like Mm -hmm. another shot i'll explore some more and like the werewolves of montpellier probably just wasn't for me i see that's one i haven't read yeah so so, (laughs) you know i would say like maybe some of the earlier ones might might be a better fit Mm -hmm. all right so i don't think we have time for shout outs what's our next book going to be Oh, Kathleen's not here to tell us. Well, I uh, think I believe we're actually going to be reviewing Castle Waiting as we promised two we've episodes been ago. Waiting for so long, <laughs> for fifty years. The wait is nearly over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Trade Waiters is presented by Cloudscape Comics, thanks to the Vancouver Public Library for letting us record in the Inspiration Lab, and Sleuth for the music. 
You can find us at tradewaiters.tumblr.com, as well as iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Thanks for listening! Thank you.